Oh, hey, everybody. It's the Preferred Lines. It's another Monday. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe Idoni, and we've got a guy named Luke. He's going to be the guest here in a second. But before we get to you, Luke, hey, Luke, are you on Jock Market? Um, I am not. I don't think that that's legal in Nevada. It's just my my hunch. DFS isn't legal. Like I, I think he's right. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Well, we'll give you a pass on it. Well, good. Well, because I'm kind of glad you're not on the jock market because you'd probably be competing for the same guys as me. We would have probably gone in on Morikawa last week together, and you might have outbid me or got you know made me pay more for him. I got Morikawa, who won the tournament at six dollars a share. This is a stock market for athletes. It's amazing, and you can just buy the guy. You could trade the guy throughout the tournament, and I bought him Wednesday night when I was watching Joe's show, and I was happy about it for six bucks and guess what he pays out 25 dollars <laughs> it's great for every share. yes it's amazing so i got a 380 dollar profit on my guy morikawa alone on the jock market alone so hey and then if you're into billy horsha you could have had him at four dollars and sixty cents <laughs> that was great okay so you know what i had a great week on jack market and i think you should sign up and you should use that promo code that's scrolling across the bottom and you get twenty dollars to try it for free it's a great app, and I'm trying to tell everybody to sign up for this thing because I'm having so much fun. Aren't you, yeah. Joe? I get more and more people every week that hit me up, just like curious about the screenshots that they see. So it's definitely uh, becoming more popular. Like you said, use the promo code below. Free twenty bucks. Twenty bucks will go a long way. Could have got you about three and a half shares of Colin Morikawa that would have ended up uh, netting about a hundred bucks. So. Uh, what did you you cash you? Did you cash out this week or what, big man? Joe, Joe. Okay, I won the week. I don't I don't know if it gets me anything, but I had the most profit out of everybody on the entire app you. on golf. I saw <laughs> you up there, dude. And what's cool, um, you know, there's so many like we we talk about betting and DraftKings and like so many of these ways that it's very easy to get your money into a lot of these apps and sites, and very hard to get your money out. Um, oh, not the case with the jock market. It's very simple. Uh, it takes about uh, 24 hours. I've done it multiple times. It's already in your account, right to your PayPal. Uh, you yeah. say withdraw, they withdraw. There's no fees, none of the bullshit. Um, they're not hitting you with like 15, 18% rake. Uh, great app. If you're able to use it and it's legal in your state, highly recommend it. Yeah, sorry, Luke. It's not legal where you are. Luke, welcome to the program. You are welcome. the next guest. The front nine segment. Hey, every week we bring in somebody smarter than us to talk to and try to break it down. We need a different perspective because Joe and I can only yell at each other so much. And we do that at the back end of the show. So we'll bring you on. Luke Walker. Yeah, you are you. Was, uh... at Luke. Sweat it out. That's a great, great handle. I love that handle. Thanks. Yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. really happy to be here. Um, okay. Well, so then you've, you've seen that before. You know about the hot seat. You're about to be in. The hot seat, the front nine segment. Are you ready to handle some of these questions? We're trying to go rapid fire. We're going to get your opinion on all sorts of things from your betting card to the betting board this week for the API, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Do you guys like I drew this myself? Wow, really? Oh, yeah, because I forgot to print it out when I was at my office. You're like a Wiley in the making, huh? Hey, you know, I use both parts of my brain, eat both sides. It's beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, how are you, Luke? Thanks for joining us. Can you please tell uh, our audience who you are, where to find you, and why they should go and find you? Um, yeah, I'm I'm Luke. Sweated out. You know that's kind of been my uh, like anonymous identity on the Twitter golf for a while. You can't really find me anywhere. Uh, that's where you can find me, Luke. Sweated out. <laughs> I don't I don't write for anybody. I don't have any podcasts. I have a I'm an attorney actually, so I have a full time oh. job that pays a lot. A real job. Than, uh, than what my golf bets pay. Um, although lately it's kind of close actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you can just find me on Twitter. You can, you can follow my regular Twitter account, which is Luke walk it out. Um, yeah. So that's where that, that's where the sweat it out came from. It was a play off my original one. You know, I've been on Twitter for whatever, 12 years now. And I like, I love Twitter. It's my absolute favorite thing in the world. So my like regular account, I just talk about stupid, you know, Oreos and, and whatever. Oh, so then we don't want to follow that. We just want your sweat it out. Yeah, you uh, do it. It's actually really funny. I like I, I say funnier stuff on that one, but I try to keep it all golf related on the sweat it out account. I appreciate we appreciate that. Us golf. We you know, we can't have this crap filling up our timelines, us golf 
fanatics. There's so, many, there's so many people in the golf space and like people, I have to turn everybody's retweets off. Like I just can't, I can't see it. I can't deal with what you're like retweeting and your nonsense. Like let's stick to golf. <laughs> this is why we're here. You know, uh, you are a family man. Before we started hitting record here uh, and going live, which we do every Monday night on Twitch, uh, Twitter and YouTube. So comment along. We're doing that. We're commenting. You have a six week old. Yeah. Yeah. Cash oh. it. Little Cash is James. He's uh, oh, yeah, cute. six and a half weeks. Uh, the cash man. He's, he's been a cash man for me. I think I got like the nappy factor working for me. Baby. You know, I, yeah. I think I've hit, I've hit six or uh, three out of six since he was born. So I'm, Oh wow. I'm that's good. Nappy swagging it right now. That's Love amazing. It. Hey, so then uh, you, you're part of the team of team dad. So, cause we're both dads too. And we just like to do this, Love get it. out of our houses for a couple of minutes. I'm in the garage. Hiding. <laughs> so we're going to have rapid fire questions at you. We're going to ask you some dumb questions and some good ones. And maybe someone will be mad that we didn't get right to the betting board, but we're going to just try to. Oh yeah. Move. We're cracking beers. We're cracking beers, right? Oh yeah. Sorry about that. If you are at home, cheers to you. Crack away. Didn't want to forget that. That was, that was my no, favorite. I, we, I, we have to take time to crack. That was the most thing I was looking forward to most. I haven't haven't hardly had a drink since uh, old Cashman was born. So, <laughs> right on, or talk to friends, <laughs> right, or done anything other than rock him. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, it's well, it's beautiful. It's it's, uh, it's a fun world that dad life. Um, but Luke, let's talk about golf life. Uh, yeah. we both. Hey, we liked Morikawa last week, and not only because he was forty to one. That was amazing, but because he's played so well with his irons the week before, and he putted poorly. Is that why you were on Morikawa last week to win the WGC uh, workday? What was what made you what led you to Morikawa? Yeah, I mean, for me, betting Morikawa was pretty easy. I had him at a uh, workday at, at Muirfield last year. I had him at the PGA, so like, I'm betting on house money, you know, with house money on Morikawa basically for the rest of his life or my life. Um, and then, you know, it's he, we, we kind of look for these guys who fade in their odds. And it's like he faded the number, yeah, 40 to one. He's the number six player in the world. Um, at the Genesis, he was tied with, I think, JT, you know, first strokes game approach. So it's like the irons are locked in. Iron play is going to be the most important thing on the PGA Tour week in and week out. He's, he was putting awful, just terrible. But like when you're putting from inside five feet, you could be putting on gravel you're going to make quite a few of them. It doesn't matter what's happening. So I was just thinking, you know, 40 to one, this guy's won three tournaments in at that time, I think it was 42 starts. So it's like, he's winning one every 14 times he plays <laughs> 40 to one is a good number on a guy like that. Like that's an auto bet number for me. So that was, that was my thing on Morikawa. So yeah, I was, I was all in. And then uh, day one was day one was a little sketch, you know, kept going in the water, missed a two footer. And it was like, ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. His putting sucks. Okay. And then he started making them because he was inside 10 feet all day. And, uh, you know, he does what he does. He wins tournaments. He's, he's kind of a killer. Like he's, he doesn't have the attitude of that. Like he seems like a very quiet reserved dude. He's a killer. Absolutely. Uh, savvy bets by both of you guys. Congrats. Like I'm more of less, I'm not so much, I try not to lean as much as stats, which is why I'm kind of upset that I missed this. I look for things exactly like what you guys saw and, and finding an elite player whose odds tend to drift a little bit uh, into that realm where they present a little value. So that's why I'm upset that I missed them. Are you, Luke, for you, is it more, uh, like I noticed you put your card out earlier today. Is, is your Monday card kind of locked in? Are you going through stats to do that? Or are you more of just a gut plays? Um, this is who I'm going with this week. Yeah, no, this was tough to go early this week because actually what that meant is that I didn't even wait for odds from two of my books. So I've got three books that I have access to that, that post odds here in uh, Reno. And, uh, you know, one of them is, I don't know if we can say stuff, but so one of them is kind of a yeah, big Yeah, say whatever player. you want, dude. We're gonna... yeah. So one of them is a big player here. They've got the app. They're like, you know, most of the casinos, their sports book is this. Particular they're canter. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're, the, they're the big boys in town. And so they, their odds were up at like 9 a.m. And that's kind of typical. I have two other smaller books that they they don't post until like Monday evening or sometimes Tuesday or they don't mm -hmm. post at all. So it's tough for me because um, a lot of times those odds come out. You Like I'll see people posting the DraftKings odds and whatever. And I'm like, OK, those are some numbers I'm interested in. We'll see what I can get. 
my odds come out and I'm like, okay, that's a number that's as good as it's going to get. I'm just going to bet that right now. Cause it's going to yep. get hammered down. But then there's some where I'm like, okay, you know, Patrick Reed, for instance, this week, I'm like, okay, they posted a 20. I'm like, can I get a 25? Maybe is that 20 going to get hammered down if I don't bet it? what's going to happen. And so it's tough a lot of times because I got to wait for those other two books. And so this week, so I wanted to be on with you guys and, uh, and talk about my bets. I just went ahead and, and fired on them. So, but, but what I'm doing, you know, my, my kind of process, I think is what you were getting at there is on Sundays, I'm, I'm digging into the next week. Like as I'm sweating out, hopefully sweating out, you know, my guy, um, I'm listening to Mayo's early look. I'm, I'm on uh, fantasy national going through the course breakdown. I'm on data golf, looking at the course uh, correlations, you know, the similar courses and the relative importance of the, of the different stats. And then I, uh, I also do this thing. I've got this app. It's like, anybody can get it. Actually, this is kind of a secret that I don't know if I've ever talked about uh, Bushnell golf. You guys familiar with Bushnell, the company mm-hmm. they do like yeah. range, range finders. Finders. Oh yeah. Um, so they at my course uh, member guest last year, one of the T prizes was the wingman product. It's a, uh, it's like a beats pill and it okay. magnets yeah. to your, to your cart plays music, has the app. And then like when you're playing, you can press a little button and it'll GPS your like distance to the middle of the middle of the green back green front green. Cool. And then you can like drag the little cursor around to like see distance to certain bunkers or water or whatever. And so I actually, I actually go on there and I pull up all the courses and I go through hole by hole. And I, I like look at like what I think, where I think like guys landing zones are going to be right. Like what's, sure. can they bomb it 300 to this spot or is that like danger? And so that's, that was actually, I think really helpful with the concession. Cause we didn't know what it was like. Sure. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be like hit bombs and hit a 125 yard wedge. And it was like, no, those, those 300 to 330 spots are tight. Like you're not going to get it in there. You're going to be hitting 20, 20 yards back. And you're calling Morikawa's who are hitting 150 yard wedge or, you know, whatever, 150 to 175 close. Those that's your guy. So that was, so that's kind of what I do on Sunday. You know, I get a feel for the, who's in the field. And then I try to like, kind of think about who I like for the week I looked at uh, losing losing golf bets. Power fade. He's a yep. Twitter dude. He puts out his like projections. So I kind of try to think of like, okay, who's going to be what price? Who do I like? Who am I looking for? So that way, Monday morning when odds come out, like I'm ready to fire. And so yeah, that's that's what I did this week. You know, I, I kind of knew who I was looking at. I saw some decent enough numbers on my on my main book. Fired on them. Um, and then these other books, you know, whenever they get around to posting odds, lazy assholes, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll see if we need to double up on a bet or, uh, you know, if there's any numbers I can't, I can't pass up. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, this is kind of not on top. I mean, you know, we're a structured podcast. We send our guests questions and stuff like that, but this doesn't pertain to the question of the next question. Birds, Bermuda birds, Sam birds. We're all talking about betting birds, burns. Everybody's got burns on their card and I want to get right <laughs> to it because I want to know, does this matter? Because I think our community is sharp. And so, therefore, does it really matter if it's a community bet? Or are you in the position where typically if it's a community bet, that is a recipe for disaster? Where are we at with Burns? We're just going to bet him blind, blindly? Just close our eyes, bet Burns? I have a very complicated relationship with Sam Burns because I've been betting him a lot. Um, you know, I had him like at Safeway and he was in the mix. I, I've had him basically every week and he's in the mix every week. And he gets a sniff of the lead and he crumbles. And so it's tough. But um, so I can't get off that train. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm so far invested into burns that if I miss it, like I got to quit well, while the community hits it, you'd be yeah, like, exactly. And so, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, but, and then, but to answer the other part of the question with like the community bets, I do kind of try to stay away from those a lot of time because, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll bet it and then I see everybody else is betting it. And I'm like, oh, well, there's, I've burned that money, but um, <laughs> yeah. I burns that money. But, um, the community bets just don't seem to ever work out because it, golf betting is not that easy. You know, it's, it's not, it's not that obvious. Like it, if it was that easy, casinos wouldn't be built 50 stories high. Like it's just not that easy. So um, the guys who like people are just hammering, like they already won the tournament very rarely win the tournament, but with Bermuda Burns guy is playing some golf right now. And this is a field that is not completely stacked at the top end. It's, it's a little weaker. So, I think that like 
he's he's legitimately in contention or, you know could contend this week and and he's a guy who kind of gets forgotten i think that uh he was on like a golf digest cover i want to say with like joaquin neiman and cam champ yep. you know so he's supposed to be like a guy you know and then he i think he's broke his wrist playing like pickup hoops or something. Yes, exactly. I'm glad you know that. And then he, like he, you know, had a year off and then he kind of comes back and he's like pretty good in these kind of weaker fields. And he's just kind of like Sam Burns in it. And like, but he seems like a different guy this year. He He's in contention every week. I mean, I've, I've said it on Twitter a couple of times, Thursday, Friday, Sam Burns is official world golf ranking. Number one, like that guy. So is, then maybe he's a DFS showdown play. I think that I think that that's a play. I think that he's a top ten, top twenty play, um, but he he will win a golf tournament in his career. Yeah, he, will. he will win multiple, you know. And and I'm going to be there for it. I I promise you. He's going to break through soon. I can remember um, when he kind of first, like the first time I heard about Sam Burns, I was at the Honda and everyone was following Tiger, and okay. he got paired up with Tiger and actually like outplayed him that day. It was unbelievable. But just like following him like he had kind of an aura about him like he wasn't uh intimidated by the moment too much and i was very impressed with him but you know a lot of it's not as a, a strength strong of a field as we saw last week right luke but who sort of would you look to be targeting at the top um of the board like maybe guys under 20 to 1 sure so i mean if you guys follow my my cards week to week like you won't see many uh teens you know numbers numbers under 20 i i just the way that I like to build my cards, you know, I like to have more guys, exposure to more guys. And so the only way to do that is to avoid uh, the top top of the board. Um, I think Victor Hovland is super dangerous this week, though. I mean, that guy is just torching the earth right now. I mean, he's he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'd be afraid of him. He's kind of the guy I think that we got to beat this week. I'm not too worried about uh, actually Rory's Rory showing some form lately. So I'm a little worried about Rory past winner here so i'm a little worried about him unbettable number yeah. um, bryson i'm not that worried about like i just don't like what i'm seeing from him right now unbettable number anyways um so hovland is the guy i'm afraid of and then obviously hatton i think is kind of the, the popular guy under 20 because he's like 18 so he's he's almost in that range where it's like that's value value right you know i i just don't i'm not gonna go there this year um i actually hit hit Hatton at the API last year, but that was like 50 to one. And so yeah. 18 to one, I'm just not that interested. But if I was, if I was going to bet somebody under, under 20, it would be Victor Hovland. What about the guys in the middle? Like the, I mean, besides Burns at 50 or 40 or whatever, he's now down to like 35 or something, but oh, like yeah, what, yeah. what guy in the mid mid range? I mean, are you, uh, who do you like in the middle? It's hard to say. So I think that there's there's three names in the twenties that are showing up a lot, and one of them shows up is showing up the least I think on people's cards early, and that's that's who I'm hitting because I am a Sungjae Stan. Uh, huh. Sungjae is my guy. He's he loves Florida. He loves Bermuda. He's, he's a Florida winner. Um, last week was a little he was a little off. He's a little rusty, I think, which because he hadn't played in like three weeks, which for him is might as well be three years. Um, exactly. and so you know reed is, is going to be a popular guy and it's it's hard to go against reed because he's kind of in that range too where he wins often enough that like 20 to 1 is he's probably going to pay off at that number I, I i seem to like reed at at more uh tests that that short game is important you know if you look at like his wins he's always gaining like five plus strokes short game you know uh farmers was incredible he just like everybody was missing greens but he was the only one not making bogeys ever so that i feel like that's when reed wins um is in those tougher kind of tests so this this one where i think that it's more of an approach game kind of thing i'm I'm not going to go the reed route i'm going sungjay a lot of people are going to be on matthew fitzpatrick which (sighs) give me a break no No. you don't like him no he's never won in america he's never won so so i looked at it Matthew Fitzpatrick has 37 starts that are non-majors, non-WGCs on American soil. He's got zero wins. So at mm-hmm. 25 to one, even if he wins this week, like I'm not going to miss it. I'm, I'm not going to care if I miss it because he's probably not going to win for another 30 events. Like if you look at what he pays off at, that's not, you know, he's, he's the anti-Colin Morikawa. Like I was talking about earlier, Collins won four times in 44 events. 
No. How do you rate that, Luke? Like, so I think that a lot of a lot of times I think along the same lines, right? There's the guys who have the clutch factor and the ability to close, but it's such an intangible thing that like you know, a lot of people don't like to factor it in because you can't put a stat on it and you can't prove it out in a model, but it's just something that's there. But it's like Fitz always seems to play good on tough golf courses. He seems to top five a ton. I think he's t- like finished third here in his first start or something like that. Yeah. There's something just about guys that can win. Like, how do you weigh that into to your picks? Yeah, that's a tough, you know, that's tough because it's like I bet Sam Burns all the time. So, like, guy, guy can't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, it's tough, you know, and it, I think that it, it takes sign, kind of some like uh, trial and error, you know, I, yeah. I'm learning that with a lot of guys where like, I, I run my models and I look at all these correlation courses and stats and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy's got a great chance. And then he always has a good week, but he never wins. And so it's like, okay, who are the, like, what does it take to win on the PGA tour? And you look at the guys who are winners and you and you see the same names. You see Patrick Reed, you see Brooks Kepka, you see Colin Morikawa, you see Justin Thomas. Like, so it, it is, I, I don't know how to like quantify it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wish that there yeah. was that strokes gained clutch or strokes gained. Uh, Steve Bamford calls it strokes gained mental fortitude. You know, it's, it's just, it's really tough, but like, that's, I think the kind of thing that I have recently started looking at is like wins versus starts the, what, what is that ratio you know is a guy paying off at numbers that he goes off at and like patrick reed pays off at numbers that he goes off at especially yeah. if he's 30 or 40 or 50 like that you pays mean, off like like a xander doesn't like a tony doesn't like a rory lately doesn't like well there's such guys. a difference like there's such a difference in betting outrights, right? So these guys can pay off in things like jock market. They can pay off in things like DraftKings. And Finau is an incredible like asset to have on jock market. Incredible to almost have to roster them in DraftKings. Have to. But with your outright tickets, at least I don't do each ways. I don't think Chad does each ways. I don't know if you have each ways at those books in Nevada, but it's pretty much win or a second place is as good as a missed cut. So yep. like you were saying... Um, you want guys who've checked those boxes on a Sunday before and proven that they can stand up to the competition and do it. Yeah. Okay. So then at what point do you do a top 10 bet? Because you can do a top five or a top mm-hmm. 10 bet and you can just eat the money there. I mean, a plus 350 on a top five for a really good player, like that sometimes versus a, t- a you know 12 to one could actually be a better bet. And when it comes down to the end of the day, like, uh, bad putt here a missed shot here that's the difference between a third and a fifth than a first and a second i mean like it's insane how hard it is to win golf tournaments on the tour we just saw people tweeting this week about how is whether it's luck is it luck that tony i mean because tony and morikow have the same stats but then number of wins over the last whatever so it's just like do you go top tens do you go top fives do you do that on your card so it's tough for me like i mentioned obviously i'm from i'm in i'm in nevada um it's so weird because so nevada is like gambling's been legal forever it's the gambling mecca of the world like people come to vegas to gamble reno is not close to vegas it's seven hours away for those of you who don't know your nevada geography but (laughs) we're we're the same you know we're in the same boat as as them and so we've got we've had legal gambling forever i've been betting parlay cards you know i had my dad putting them in when i was 10 years old like i've been betting my whole life and golf betting in nevada is we probably have the worst menus of anybody in the country i mean like if you have access to DraftKings or FanDuel sportsbook you have a better menu than i do do you think I, that menu will change though as they whittle down their customer like because they're just trying to get people to bet right I, I you would think i don't know though because like we we get outright cards and we have some tournament matchups and they're always tough. They're like the two dudes who you would be who would be closest in the odds. So it's like picking a winner is so hard. We get day to day matchups, you know, individual round matchups. We don't get top tens, top fives, top twenties, and we get none of that. We don't get the miscuts. So Maybe. then, what's going to happen, Luke? Is they're going to DraftKings is going to eat all the customers that are usually doing what you've been doing for thirty years. So your guys are dinosaurs. They need to change. They need to get on the modern way that people want to throw money out there and like preaching to the the ones that are I think that I think that you underestimate the lobbyists that these sports books have. Oh sure. Mm -hmm. They they they, it's a it's a powerful force, you know, and so there it's a it's a 
Legislative well, I'm just a little guy in my garage in Minnesota, man. It's just going right over my head. Like, yeah, I'm not trying I, to... I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I can't believe that, that DFS isn't legal. But until Nevada sports books and casinos start getting a cut of the rake, sure. you know, for DFS stuff, that's it's never they, Yeah, they should just that. start their own DFS in the casinos or whatever. And I, I can't believe they haven't yet. It's crazy. Like, it's it's pathetic. I mean, the because I, mean, I have like, so one of the, I talked about the three books. One of the books that I have, they post maybe 20 guys on their outright card. The rest of the guys are in the field. Yeah. So it, oh, come like, on. It's, it's pathetic. I, I, in the I, field's like eight to no, one or what? The, yeah. The, the field's like two. No, it's like 200, like two to one. Yeah. Like plus 200. Yeah. What about, yeah, do they so give like, you any opportunities to play futures? Like you got any masters bets this year? Yeah. So that's the, the only one, the only major you'll get is masters futures. You won't get us open or PGA or British. Um, so then what are you really doing to scratch your itch, Luke? Are you really just going on these apps like everybody else? Yeah, no, I'm uh, no, no, no. I, I bet, I bet local. I bet, I bet Nevada. I'm a, a, I'm a Nevada boy. I uh, support Nevada economies, you know, so it's like, I'm, I'm not going to outside markets, but, um, you know, I, I bet college basketball throughout the week. I, I bet NFL, I bet, you know, but like PGA betting is my, my true love. Um, and so it's like, I just spend my week doing the research, you know, I, I, I really spend a lot of time throughout the week when I'm, when I have the time digging into the fantasy national models and, you know, just doing all, listening to the podcasts. I listen to like eight different podcasts in my, in my golf rotation. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I just like, I wait for Thursday and like Thursday's my day and then we go, you know, so I'm betting around around matchups, um, or individual round matchups. I don't do a ton of uh, the full round matchups because I just, you know, you could be dead on Thursday and I don't like that. You know, I like to get some, some information, some like live strokes gained stuff to like sure. factor into future bucks. But well, yeah. let me ask you a couple of rapid questions before we get you out of here and give us your preferred play and all that. Are you team grass? Are you a guy that looks at the grass Ooh. type? I think I just hopped off team grass last week. Oh this, really? Last week. I've always Did been a grass guy. Cause like, you look at the splits on fantasy national, you know, we all use that. We can all see the splits and it's like, there's guys clearly where like one grass is better than the other. And I think that that's what got a lot of people off calling Morikawa this week is because his Bermuda splits are terrible. He's not good on Bermuda grass period. Or but, yeah. Relative to how good he is on other grasses. Okay. Right. So then, yeah. So then you got to use it to, you know, you know when to use it and not to use it. It's like an elite player. doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe you your $7,000 flyer on DraftKings. That's when you kind of care more or yeah, less. How about, how about you on the course history side of thing? Are you course history or are you recent form? Or are you both? Do you factor that into your play? Yeah, so um, I was thinking about that question earlier because I don't know if you guys use uh, Green Square Golf. It's uh, Wiley and Matt Miller's deal. Mike. Yeah. Or Mike yeah. Miller, not Matt Miller. Mike, I apologize. I, I love you. There's uh, a couple of my, Matt Millers out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Miller's uh, my other guy at the Draws yeah. and Fans. Mike <laughs> Miller, who is, who is a – he's the god. Um, so I, I like – I really – I love that stat because, you know, just visually it's so easy to look at course form, recent form. And I think that I'm probably like 60, 40 course form versus recent form. Cause if you're playing okay. bad golf, you can show up to your favorite golf course and play bad golf. Um, but also like you can be playing bad golf and show up to a place you love and play some, some sick golf, you know? And I, I think that the best example of that for me that I like, you know, factor into my, my uh, capping, my handicapping is uh Siwoo Kim. I bet Siwoo Kim at the waste management. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Siwoo, come, he was coming off a win. Then he had another pretty decent – he had a decent week at uh, at Farmers. He missed the cut, but he had, like, one good round, one bad. So, like, his his form was was hot. And then he goes to waste management, and if you filter it on on Fantasy National of strokes gained at, at uh, TBC Scottsdale, he was dead last. And I was like, oh, no, he's playing better golf than he's always played before. Like, he's going to be fine. He was not fine. He sucked. No, he was bad, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's like there's certain cor- courses that just don't work for a guy. Um, right or there's certain courses that do. So I think it's like 60, 40 course form versus recent form for me. Okay. Before we get you out of here, Luke, preferred play one pick. Who's going to win the API? Oh, that's so stressful. Um, I think my preferred play this week, and it depends on the number you can get. Oh, okay. Let's just go with this actual signature by the baby boy himself. 
If you guys are on YouTube, I've got an autograph by Sung J M. Come on, are we going? That's Is beautiful. It How much do you want for that? I'll pay you for that. <laughs> right? It's not I got eBay, I'm more sure. power money burning a hole in my pocket. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm not parting I, with this. I really this like my true, my, my true price position. Oh right, you, oh you still have it? You haven't sold it? After I did lower the price on eBay for my Justine Reed and Patrick Reed combo autograph. It's on on eBay right now for two hundred forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, two hundred forty nine cents, and I'm in, brother. Um, <laughs> Who do you got? My, Who are we winning I think, with? I think my preferred play is uh, is Francesco Molinari. Yeah, sweet. He's a past, he's a past winner. He's well, in, we didn't even talk about him. We didn't. No, we, but he's in great form. He's got three top tens in his last four. He's a winner here. He's. I think he's trying to make that Ryder Cup because he's a Ryder Cup gangster. Um, sure. He and uh, the what was it? Mollywood. Yeah, yeah, Mollywood. You know, and it's <laughs> like he, he's just kind of that 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 prototype for I think this course like where distance isn't going to matter because there's a lot of forced layups so he's going to be hitting fairways he's going to hit good irons and he, he's putted well on, on these greens before so you know I, I think that previous like putting performance on a certain green is is more uh, indicative of success than previous putting performance just like in in general so um, I think I think Molly's my guy I got him at 40 I see that on your Twitter page at Luke Sweated Out. That's a great number. How'd you find yeah. that in your local? That was my my big boy book. Just posted a forty bunch of fools. You know. Yeah, smash that them. thing. Yeah. No wonder you like it. Bunch of fools. Luke Sweated Out, dude. Thank you for joining us. We're gonna have you back again. We'll uh, need you when uh, you know. Maybe there's a Vegas uh, fall event that we'll have to have you on before. Shriners. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Shriners, recurring hey. guest. It's a hundred dollar flight down to Vegas. I can get there. We'll go to Shriners. Cool. Well, we'll be live on the scene. Who's yeah, on the reporter? I'm into it. Hey, I'm awesome. I'm so into it. If, and I don't think CJ Cup will ever be there again. That was that would have been cool. But but hey, guys, anytime you want me, I'm, we have I'll to let Luke go. He has to go do bottle feeding for his six week old. My God, your wife's Dang. probably pissed right now. Oh, We're living. gonna release you. I actually, I I'm on uh, dinner duty right now, so everybody's hungry in this family. So oh, that's true. You're on West Coast time. So yeah, go get make dinner, Dad. Thanks for coming on, Luke. Dude. Appreciate you. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. Luke sweated out. What a good guy, that Luke Walker. If you haven't followed him yet on Twitter, go follow him because he'll tell you respectable things about who to bet on. And now that we know he's good at it. Yeah, it's a good dude. Good supporter of ours. He's always supported us. So you support us. We support you. He puts in the work. <laughs> uh, and he's dishing out some winners, right? I like it. We like it, and we're going to make the turn. That's what we do. It's 33 minutes into this thing, and we're typically uh, about 30 minutes in going to the back nine because that's yeah. what we do. We do an hour broadcast every Monday afternoon on uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and we're looking at the betting board. And this week we have at the tippity tip top, you got Rory McIlroy oh, at 9-1. Oh, okay. He's back at I love it. Uh, dude, and actually, I, do you think, like, I think that Rory's due to run away with one of these things? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Look, he plays his best. Um, he seems to really, like, ratchet things up here in this Florida swing. I just, obviously, has the win here. Um, I'm not going to bet it at 9-1, to one, though. Florida is just weird, man. You can't. In, in Ryan and I talked about this last week and everyone kind of had this narrative at concession because of the length that it was going to be a bombers course. You can't overpower Florida. And that's why you don't see a lot of these guys play here. That's why you don't ever see Dustin Johnson play here, even though he lives in Florida, never plays an event here. That's why you don't often um, see Rory played on here. He skips a lot of these events. These guys, you just can't uh, pound driver and, bomb and gouge this place um it's win players it's approach players it's get it in play off the tee and try to stick your iron shots so i'm not playing rory uh what about you you know uh, no i mean yeah I, I do honestly think that this we're, we're hey we've run with a couple 50s and a 40 and you know 28s and things like that through the last few weeks and uh, there's been guys winning that are not the favorites of the field so we're due 
as sort of guys that don't go to the top of the board to get ruined by a guy at the top of the board. So I wouldn't be shocked if Rory's the one that ruins us all because he's kind of due and he hasn't won since his dog is his daughter. He had a girl, right? She yeah. was born and like, ah, gosh, this feels not that strong ultimately compared to the last couple of weeks. And Rory does like Florida golf. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know. Do you like Hovland there? I mean, can you imagine at Hovland ahead of Bryson? Hovland, but we've kind of been, and this is a similar thing with Rory is like, we've just, you kind of have to, when's the last time we saw someone like come in one of the top two players on the board and just win it. It's probably DJ at the masters. It's been a while. So it, it seems like the opportunity is finding when these players, uh, like we just talked about with Luke, the elite guys tend to drift a little bit, right? Uh, we saw it with Brooks. We saw it with, um, you know, who won right before Brooks there? Well, it was Mark Howell. Oh, obviously Reed. Last week. We saw with Reed. Reed drifted. Oh, sure. Reed, too. It was like a 25. Oh, you get so we, we see these guys that are normally uh, used to being at the top of the odds board come down a little bit, and they pop. Uh Hovland's like the opposite, right? He's typically in the 25 to 35 range. And now all of a sudden he's half that number, but he's playing so damn good, dude. Right? Yeah. But he's 12 to what? He's ahead of Bryson. He's ahead of the defending champion, Tyrrell Hatton. He's ahead of Patrick Reed. Can you yeah. imagine? I, I don't know if I could do a Hovland. Now, Hovland on DraftKings seems a little bit more likely of a place yes. to play him because yes. you get a little discount on that you get six hundred dollars off that uh if you're DraftKings players i mean maybe you use them there but maybe you don't use the 12 to 1 number that's just too much for me um reed presents the most value to me because i well i don't know if i can find it anymore but i used to this morning be able to find a 20 to 1 can you find a 20 to 1 on patrick reed um let me check uh, i do hmm. not see a 20 to 1 actually i yeah. do actually i do my bookie has a 20 yeah, so if you wanted to maybe do that, I suppose if an elite guy at a good number or a juicier number, maybe that would be me. But I don't know. I'm going to flirt with the 20s. I'm going to go down in those 20s, dude, and I love it. You got Paul Case. You got Sug JM. You got Matt Fitzpatrick, who I like. I'm surprised uh, Luke doesn't like Matt Fitzpatrick. You can get him at 25 to 1. You got Louis Ustase in at 25 to 1. You got Hideki at 28 to 1. Why, you know, why can't. It'd be Fitzpatrick's week. Well, you know, he's kind of ready and poised and due to break out. Played pretty well coming in. Has definitely won and proven it on a different tour. Yes, it is the Euro Tour, technically the JV version of golf in the world. But ultimately, the Euros, the internationals, the people not born in America are winning at this event. So then why can't Fitzpatrick be the winner of this event and break through? He's what? He's like 25 or 6 or 7. He's a young face and he's top 25 in the world. This is a disrespected human being. Luke disrespects him and I don't, I'm betting him at 25 to 1. I'm not, I don't care. I don't like that uh, narrative of like, well, if he would have won, he would have won. But no, he's got to win at some point. And it could be this week. And at 25 to 1 against this field, I'm in. I think no, there's the house, the house, though. No, I don't know about the house. Is the house? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, no, I don't Nothing know. Not. Fitzpatrick? He's no. never won before. Am I gonna put a house on somebody that's never won? Maybe that'd be interesting. Well, listen, here's sort of my take on Fitz. Um, I think you know Fitz, you're a Fitz guy. You I, uh, I, am, I sort of am a Fitz guy. I mean, I was on him last week. I think he was first round leader. He he's um made his home is. base here in Florida. Uh, yeah. the, obviously, you mentioned the European tour sort of contingent always seems to play well here and has won a lot. I don't know if that's maybe a little bit overhyped or overplayed just because, look, they're the ones that are playing this event. Like the top European tour players oh, are sure. playing the API every year. It's it's a natural spot for them to go to. And we see a lot of the top American players uh, skipping this event. So um, true. Just think they line up well. I think his approach game should suit him very well. I just worry that can he make um, enough putts on Sunday? That's the question. It is a lot to do with the putter, but we've seen guys that rely on the putter, like Jason Kokrak, when he's going to win, he's going to be led by the putter because the rest of his game is pretty solid consistently. And that's the Matt Fitzpatrick. So you're betting the 25 to 1. You don't really know what's going to happen with the putter, but you're at 25 to 1. 
the only way that he's going to win is with the putter. So yeah, of course you got to worry about that, but let's go back to the betting board. Do you like any other names in this 20? Did you do Sung J M like Luke's what it out did and Pat Reed I'm between Sung J just because I, I think he shook a little rust last week. I love him in Florida. Uh, it's, it's an approach players course. It's guys who are good and win. it's ball strikers. That's who wins in Florida. That's not necessarily always Patrick Reed's forte, but mm-hmm. last week he was pretty damn good. I mean, 5.3 strokes he gained on approach last week. Um, everything else was basically flat, so he was doing it all with his approach, which isn't normally his thing. It's usually all with the short game. It's all with the putting. It's all with the scrambling. Um, so I'll be very interested in him. He's won an event down here in Florida before. I don't know that he has. Um, I'd have to look it up, but I don't know that he has much course history here or, or great course history to speak of. Uh, so I'm between Reed and Sungjae yet. It's just a little early in the week. I'm, I'm waiting kind of on it and haven't made that uh, poll yet. Okay. I wanted to ask you, because this is kind of a thing that people are talking about this week. It's the players after this week. Is that mm-hmm. is this a look-ahead spot for guys like Fit, or, uh, Casey and Louis Ustazen? Are those the veteran names that may show up here? And if they're – hey, they had a double bogey. They're, uh, you know, they're not the grinding type, are they? If they're going to go to the players next week, which they definitely more. We know the guys that want to host the players trophy and not this trophy. Are that the Casey? Is it the Louis? Is that do we fear about that? I don't. I can't factor it in. It's just too subjective and too much trying to get into the player's head for me to really factor it in. I think this, you know, it traditionally it plays pretty tough, right? It's one of the lower finishing scores on tour every year, usually between like eight and 15. So it's one thing if it's uh, if it's a birdie fest and, you know, it's going to be 22 under is going to win it and you're three over through your front nine, then you can kind of eject. Um, here, if you're sitting around level par, you can always have a hot weekend and get yourself into, into contention. Um, I'm not factoring it in this week. It is a little shift in the schedule with um, kind of the Honda getting moved behind the players and the players getting moved up and then Bay Hill in front of it. So, um, And then obviously you have the lead into the Masters. So I think everyone's just trying to play good golf right now, and this is a great spot to sort of test where your nerves are at. Uh, especially around these shortly mowed areas in the greens, these lightning fast greens with the sort of the undulations that this course presents be a good test, a fair test for these guys. I think they should all be looking forward to it. Okay. Before we leave the twenties, I wanted to mention that Sung JM has never played here. Strange. So this is his debut but, at the uh, API. Where, where doesn't like the first time he shows up. Oh, just kidding. No, uh, I think it's been goalie. No, he's been third and third. Where am I looking? I- Third and the third here. No way. Yeah? That's what it says. Okay. I'm looking at Fantasy National. He's last year he was T3? No, he was solo third? Yeah. Holy he shit. Was. He was. It was right after. Because of course he was because he's Sung JM and he loves to dominate Florida courses. You've seen it at the Honda. This is a Honda comp. And your guy Luke sweated out. Where's that smarter than Luke sweated out? Of course you should go on Luke sweated <laughs> out's Twitter page and see that he bet uh, the most – he is betting this week on Sung JM, so maybe we just are idiots. So we should bet Sung JM. Okay, hey, let's, like right, let's go back to the betting board and let's see. Uh, if you want to go into the 30s, you'll find Billy Horschel, who was the guy last week, the Bermuda Billy kind of, and he's 30 to 1. You got Francesco Molinari, who I like a lot, and you got Spieth in 30 to 1. You got Jason Day, 35, and Jason Kokrak, too. Um, there's some decent number with the 30 on Molinar and a 30 on Jason Day. Do you have any interest in those names? Because Jason Day's won this, hasn't he? But he's also withdrawn a bunch. So are we worried about Day? I'm not on Day. I took Molinari. Um, yeah, same. I think Molinari is the one. Oh, um, I got a 35. Is that what it's showing there? Or a 30? Uh, a this 30, book has 30. I think that this is a good spot for him to sort of put his foot down and say, I'm back in this shit. And much like Luke said, uh, he needs the Ryder Cup points. He needs something to go his way heading into major season and to regain some of that form where he seemed to be falling off a cliff last year. Played well on the West Coast, coming back to a spot where he's familiar, has good vibes. I've been trying to put a heavier lean on course history this year. It's great for him. Made a ton of putts on that ridiculous Sunday that he won where he shot a crazy round uh, in on Francesco. What about you? Same. you know, okay, cool. I mean, like, you know, 
Part of me wants to be on him because our guest is also taking him as his preferred play of the week. But I woke up this morning with a gut feeling that it's Molinari week. And you know what? I texted hey. my guy, Rob Hallway. Okay, so this yeah, kid yeah. I know from high school, Rob Hallway, he freaking, we almost wanted him as a guest because he's got the best yeah. story ever. The year Molinari won, he was on the grounds at the Bay Hill Country Club, at the API, after volunteering the whole week on the driving range, which is kind of a cheat code in a way. If you can volunteer at the tournament, look at the driving range, study the players, and then you make a lineup and you drive the green, like that's cheating in my opinion. So he did this. And then he won $150,000 while he was walking around with his friends. My friend Rob Hallway, I went to high school with, He, this is a thing that happened to him in real life. It was amazing. So me and him have been waiting. Oh, we've watched Molinari literally fucking before the masters. We're like, wow, wow. Look at the form. This is better than we expected. And then, so we were in on him at masters, me and my buddy. And we're like Molinari. He's a Molinari guy. Oh, masters. Not great, but okay. He faced, you know, his demons and fears at number 12. We got yeah. over it and went over, it. but okay. And then who oh, he comes back out two top tens. Oh my gosh. Here we go. And you know what my buddy and I say to each other, this Rob guy, we say, Bay Hill, Bay Hill, Bay Hill. Molinari is going to be back at Bay Hill, and I've been waiting. And so at 33, 35, 30 to 1 at Bay Hill, at Molinari, like he wants to show it and prove it and say to everyone in the golf world, like, no, I'm not dead, and I'm legit, and don't bury me with my ball that went in the water. On He's the back. He's back. Let's go. So I've been on Molinari. Okay, but cool. Kokrak seems like the most misplaced here. Okay, he is 80 80- – one eight what is he 8100 on DraftKings, which doesn't really make sense with the betting number of 35 38 whatever you can get because molinari on DraftKings is 8700 jason day on DraftKings is 9200 so if you're gonna use someone on DraftKings this week maybe you look at do you do this do you look at kokrak at 8100 on DraftKings and you see his betting number and you compare and you contrast and does it make any difference to whether you use him on DraftKings? It's interesting. No, not for me. Okay. Not that you shouldn't do that. Um, I normally just kind of have an, an order of things that I do, and I normally go up um, after the betting board first, and then I do the jock market. And I like to do my lineups like late Wednesday night. I like to wait until the very end to make any DraftKings lineups. So that's just me. Okay. All right, let's go to the 40s where Sam Burns. Yep. Burns. In Burns. In I mean, good God. I mean, like, now – I want to be in the. I want to be on Burns. I want to be the same thing that Luke said, where you don't want to miss him while the community hits him, even though we know that the community is also ultimately a death sentence. So I'm not sure if the community bet's going to hit, but I'd much rather be on it than off it. I don't want fear of missing out. Are you? Are you missing out on Burns this week? Or are you going to no, be a part I'm of it? I'm in on Burns. I took a fifty on Burns this morning. It was the first bet I made. Um, I was interested in it. He. But you got 50 because that thing is drifting. He rated out like um, either second or third in the model I ran. Obviously, he's playing tremendously. Uh, I don't know that this is the best setup for him, but he's coming back to Florida where he has a good history. And I just think he's on the precipice of getting that victory. Um, If it lasts much longer than this year, I'm going to start to worry about that sort of clutch factor. But um, And Rick has talked about it on the show that I do with him. He calls them Sammy Ceilings because – the ceiling hmm. with Sam Burns is elite. And like he is very close to Victor Hovland. And he's very close to these young guys that are right up there. He just needs that victory. He just needs that little bit of confidence to um, you know, reassure himself that he belongs. It's time. 50 to 1 in this type of field. I think it's a very good spot for him. Okay. Well, then do you have any interest in the young man Zalatoris who played great off the well, I guess approach and tee to green last week, but couldn't putt, and he's fifty to one. Are we ready to go in on Zalatoris yet? And then all you have Homa, Leishman, and Nah. Oh, it's like all those guys there. I think you can make a case for it. even Tommy. Um, although the Tommy's form has been so bad, but I think you can make a case because you, when you look at his form on something like Fantasy National, it's not factoring in how he finished the season on the European Tour, and it's not factoring in the Masters, which he played really well there because they don't have strokes gain stats at either of those. So you're okay. pulling a lot of really old data with Tommy. That's why so terribly in your models. So keep that in mind when looking at Tommy. But Homa, 
I don't know, man. I expected a major, major letdown last week, and he played really well. Uh, well, we got Coach Beav asking a question about Homa. Homa, his odds this week, it seems bad. Like, they should yeah. be better odds, considering he's just coming off a win. I fear the fatigue factor. That's what I've been touting this for months and years. And Martins makes fun of me because I use the word fatigue. And uh, I'm wondering if they're fatigued, tired, sort of let ready for a letdown. The candle, Joe, can only burn for so long before there's no more wax and you got to get a new candle. And that's the, the metaphor analogy. Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's you can make a case for Homa. You can make a case against him. Zalatoris is another one who it's this number just seems strange. It seems like a couple of weeks ago you drop him in this event at Bay Hill in this field and you'd be expecting 25 to 30 to one. And this is kind of you're catching a little bit of drift here with Zalatoris. Uh, obviously, the approach numbers are fantastic. It's the number one thing I'm looking at here approach, ball striking. Um, we'll this feels see. like a Morikawa. We'll see. Yeah. Very interesting oh, in, in how that I haven't bet him yet. Only burns for me, but interested in Zalatoris and Homa. The thing about Zalatoris is that we just haven't seen him prove it yet. So it's the little bit of what Luke was saying about Fitzpatrick, where you just are hesitant because it's just, you haven't seen him break that tape and go over mm-hmm. the finish line and win the race. Um, let's go to the sixties and you only have one guy. You have Harris English, any interest in English or is he having no. a classic no. post win letdown? No. Not playing Harris English. He's terrible right now. Okay. And I, did then, take, uh, I did take actually someone in the 60s. Someone I never take. I took, uh, you know who it is because you sent me the tweet earlier. I took Justin Rose. What do they have, Matt? He started here? practicing finally? Yeah. I took Justin Rose at 66 to 1. Okay. Well, you can find him at the DraftKings Sportsbook at 70 to 1. Yes. Uh, now, I fear the, the, that's the same thing I said about Casey. Uh, at the beginning where it's like, do you fear they're looking ahead? Because you know these guys, they, they're they like when Adam Scott admitted that he there's only so many tournaments they care about and the other ones are fluff and fake. That's maybe not – I mean, Bay Hill and Arnold Palmer, you know, it's a pretty respectable tournament. But it's not the players. It doesn't have the purse of the players. Right. It's a big tournament, but it's not um, It's not the RSM Classic. Like this is That's good, true. Like, this is one that he's going to want to win. This is one that we've seen big-time players – um, you know, European tour type players win, whether it be um, obviously with uh, Rory, uh, yeah, Molinari. Sure. We've seen these Hatton. guys come over here, Hatton, and win. So I think this is a spot that he should feel comfortable with. Um, I think it's just a really big number on Justin Rose. And if he can have a good ball striking week, I trust his short game. I trust his putting. It's just going to come down to his off the tee and his iron play. And I think that he's close. I like that he's getting back with his little session with his coach today. Uh, but he is definitely, when you look at these names around him, those guys above him on the board, Griffin, Grillo, Kisner, Davis, Bez, and I love Cam Davis, but Bezudenhut, uh, Justin Rose is in another class. And I hope that True. he can kind of find that form this week and you're catching a little bit of drift. Now, I've won a GPP with Justin Rose on DraftKings. I know Justin Rose definitely shows up and plays hard at times. My fear is that he is in a look-ahead spot, and he's pretending to the world that he is trying, and he's practicing with his coach. Like, this is what he does. He pretends, and he acts like he's a fucking fraud. And I've seen it, and it makes me nervous. But at 70 to 1, I'll put a couple bucks on that because it's It's, 70 to 1. I think it's that bad of a tournament, though. Like, this is like a a very – it has some prestige to it. It has Arnold Palmer's name to it. Like, it's on a good golf course. But they're going to get their ass kicked. It's an invitational, but it's like – I don't know, man. Like, like if Cecil was in here, he'd come after you and be like, "Why is he showing up?" Because he wants. Well, to- the problem is this dude shows up to dr- to do a hublot watch in a fucking advertisement, and then what he'll do <laughs> is he'll have a third, he'll have a triple bogey, and then he'll have another bogey, and then he'll be close where he can make the cut if he grinds out the last six holes. You will watch this with Justin Rose, and then what will happen is he'll lag putt some 35-footer to 15 feet, and you'll be like on Shot Tracker on Friday afternoon. You'll be like, what the fuck was that putt? And he does it on purpose. And so it pisses me off. He's going to intentionally leave a putt short to get an early trip in the Porsche up to Sawgrass? This is he's insane and he will do that. I've yeah. seen him do that. He's That's done that to me. Martins and I have complained about it. 
He, <laughs> JP Morgan may drop him as a sponsor if he does this, but I, I feel like this is something that he's happened. Now, I'm a little crazy, so maybe you don't take that opinion too seriously. But that's Charlie says I know things. Any long shots for you? Let's talk. <laughs> Sorry. Long. Sorry for that rant. Okay, uh, we're almost done with the pod tonight, and we're going to the 70s. And you know what? I feel like the 70s with the Lantos, the Griots, the Kisners, and stuff like that, you can go with the top 10, top yeah. 5. I don't know. I'm not going to do that, though. I've got some long shots, but I wanted to ask you before. I talked about my love for Corey Connors because I already bet him, although he's missed two cuts here, and he's coming off a miscut. cut. But I think at the 110, I like that value. Do you have any bets up here? Do you have your guy? Because there's a guy that you always bet, and his name is Cameron Davis, and he is here. Did you bet him at 80 so, or 90? I would have loved that number. He was in the 60s. Haven't taken him yet. Did take a good number on another one of my guys, and it's Lanto. Uh, he was 100 to 1. I think, he's oh, a, wow. I think he's a good top 10 play this week. He was really, really good on approach last week. Um, I think he was fourth in the field in strokes gained approach at concession there. Jacksonville guy now, so he sort of should have some familiarity here. Um, and he always gained strokes putting. I would say that is the strength of Lanto Griffin's game. He lost. Lanto like four- was like tenth in approach. He was tenth in approach. Okay, maybe I was looking of the guys that are playing this week that played. Oh, last sure, week. sure, sure. I, yeah, okay. So, yeah, um, he's only behind uh, Hovland and Reed and Munoz. <laughs> he was in the top fifteen percent then, roughly last week of guys in approach. Finished okay. Um, I just think it's a good setup for him. Uh, I think his okay. game sets up very nicely here. Before we leave the segment and be done with the pod for the night, uh, do you have any interest in Fowler at ninety? <sighs> can't believe i'm gonna say this but no yeah i don't think i do either it's because he was like, saved by his putter it I saw feels weird because like he could do something and i'm gonna look like an idiot for not being on fowler at 90 because i'm a long shot guy but i just know just know sorry yeah, i know i feel like no especially joe when you could get a guy like sebastian munoz down here yeah this is crazy that he's 110 or 125 or whatever you could find sebastian munoz. this guy sebastian munoz is being criminally disrespected. I'm just angry about this. I need to rant about it a little bit. Do you know who Munoz is? He is a winner on Bermuda at the Sanderson Farms. I first paid attention to him very closely at that Sanderson Farms win when he beat my baby boy, Sung J.M., who was going for his first win. And then, since then, dude, is solid, including the last few months. I mean, I have seen him. Top 10 at CJ Cup, top 15 at the Zozo, top 20 at the Masters. This dude is coming in. He is confident, and he is low-priced on DraftKings. He is 125 to 1 with a legit chance of winning. I don't normally say this about a guy at 125 to 1, but because he's Sebastian Munoz, nobody fucking wants him. He's 28 years old, Colombian guy, played Texas golf at North Texas with Carlos Ortiz. He's been on the tour for a long time now. He's five years into this thing. Uh, He's already got a win, like I said, and he builds on confidence. We know he likes Bermuda, and if you get him on Bermuda, you're going to get a good play out of him no matter what. Joe, 19 top 25s in the last two or 18 months or so. 19. Wow. And since 2019. That's out of 59 total events that he's played, he has 19 top 25s. That's 32%. A third of the time he's in the top 25, and he's 110 to 1, and he's that's a top 10 bet easily that could actually hit and you can get yeah. 10 to one on him maybe so that's my guy and he's a sneaky oh, yeah. jock market guy he is very he, he would make a great jock market play i'll be just surprised to see how popular he is i think he's a great DraftKings play um i think you you made a lot of good points about how he's a good betting outright play the, the number's too big there there's a couple yeah. of guys like i have interest in that i haven't pulled the trigger in a couple of euro guys um norn and matt wallace both of them are 125 to one norn i've just seen a lot of things click with some form he just needs to put it together a little bit more consistently has a good track record in florida matt wallace i think has a top five finish here before so he's coming off puerto rico where he didn't play too well last week but could be a good spot for him and the other guy i think i might have to go back to doc no He's two hundred and one, Chad. I know because of the the results are. The, I know. Hey, but listen, I got many more names. Top ten at like fifteen to one. But the, it's a ball striker's course. The ball striking has been there. His putting has sucked. His short game has sucked. 
Um, I think the short game is a bit mitigated here. The putting coming back to Bermuda grass where he lives. I don't know. It's just a a little bit of a homer pick. I'll let, I'll let you get away with that one. It's a huge number. Someone asked us about Matt Jones, who I prefer. I like him. Matt Jones is on a sneaky good run. And actually, I clicked his name on Fantasy National and I looked it up and he likes Bermuda. So I like Matt Jones. I'm going to pick him on probably Jock Market. Uh, a very low owned and unpopular guy. There are other names on Jock Market that you could go after. You could go after Andrew Putnam, who loves the grass and loves putting. On Bermuda, and it was the seventh at Waste Management Phoenix Open, and was just fifth at the Puerto Rican Open last week. So Andrew Putnam probably won't get much love. You got Kazire. I've been on Kazire on Jock Market, and you can get him for like three, four bucks, and he could pay seven, eight, ten. It's great, and he loves Bermuda. He's never missed. He hasn't missed a cut since September. You got Kyle Stanley, another low owned guy, and maybe somebody on Jock Market you can get for cheap. He's had a twelfth year, a seventeenth year, a fourteenth year playing better. I'll consider Kyle Stanley. He also played pretty well as well overseas. Um, or he's an Orlando guy. Yeah. There's, yes, there's he comes here and it's like his here. home course, isn't it? Yeah. It's not his home course. So he's quarter, made 10 but... straight cuts, 10 straight years. Yeah. Ian Poulter. So just Very go good. with that veteran guy. I mean, you want a guy that's going to automatically automatically make the cut on jock market if you can get him at three bucks. This is great. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So then do you focus in on Orlando guys like that? Like Hideki? Isn't uh, he Orlando? Hideki? Hideki? Yeah, I think he's on I have no idea about that. Um, I heard that, read that somewhere. Really? That's interesting. I guess I just never assumed Hideki lived over here, but he kind of has to have a home, right? He's basically, yeah, right? He's definitely got one. Um, interesting. Okay. So not so much just Orlando guys, but I think just guys who are down here in Florida. It's It's weird. It's a strange place to play golf, particularly around the greens. And there's so much water. So guys who maybe aren't the longest hitters but can keep it in play off the tee, particularly out here, and it becomes an approach player's course. So guys who with course history, guys with familiarity to the region, all big pluses in my book. I think there's a lot of guys that are live in this range to at least make a top 10, top 20 play. Okay, so then uh, to follow our preferred plays, you can follow Joe Idoni uh, at Tour Picks on Twitter. And then you can follow me doing the house bet Wednesday afternoon. And you got my tallies that layer a little bit after at Edina Realty. And uh, again, thank you for showing up, for commenting along. We appreciate all the people in the chat. We got James in here. We got Jesse in here. We got Charlie in here. We got all sorts of names. It's great. North the house Coker, bet, coach. Man. Talk about the house bet. The house bet. Oh, God. How great was that? Bet's the best thing on Twitter right now. The How house- funny is that? Well, it's so funny because like I feel like 80% of the people get it and they understand that my guy chad here is is kind of a low stakes player he's he's not betting like the mortgage every week they, not a real house that and they get the joke and he's a realtor obviously but then 20 percent of people like get mad because they're like what the, the, it just pisses people off too which makes it so much better oh like wait your house is fifteen dollars you fucking loser no yeah the truth is is that i was scrolling through twitter one day like a couple months ago i saw this at uh the the house like i didn't create this or come up with this i if you stole yeah, from me you stole twice so it's a so I saw this scrolling. Thing? how do you even do it i don't know like people are creative and they create like things and then with, what you just copy that and then just oh yeah yeah so so then name? like yeah co- i copied that whole Honestly. house thing i thought I you added in like that is yeah, and then I added in where the you know I don't know I just edited it a little bit, but I didn't come up with this thing on my own. And I thought it'd be fun to put the whoever I have the most money on on a house on a house bet because I'm the realtor. That's all it is. Is it's ten bucks or fifty? Which I'm happy was fifteen this week. Joe, I think the Morikawa win this week might have been the biggest win I've ever had in my betting career. When you factor in like you made another four hundred on Jock Market too, it was great. Six sixty nine. Don't short me. Awesome, dude. Awesome stuff, man. It was, a, it was good to see. And I'm money. glad the house bet hit because it was starting to catch a little bit of heat. True. Uh, and it's, true. It's, I needed so, dude, a win. it's hard. Like it's hard to throw one guy out there. So so you had um so you lost what seven houses in the process of yeah, getting I think there were seven. Now you just, now you just bought 40 houses. So exactly. you're 33 houses away uh, from being given shit to. So, correct. So if next year at this time. Units, Let's talk houses, right? You're plus 33 houses in the 2021 season. Uh, we'll keep track of this throughout the year and see how many houses you're up. 
I love it. And I love everyone like that's supporting of me and like has, you know, fun with it because like there are guys out there that have fun with me and that know that this is just for fun. And this is not to put like, uh, my brothers, I told them, you know, I want, or they know I won the house bet. My little, my brothers are on a text thread with me and they're like, are you pulling out the money? What do you, I'm like, $600 pulling out the money. No, it's amazing. And actually, Joe, I put five bucks here and 10 bucks here. So on both my books, I got like, I'm flush. It's so great this yes. morning, logging in and just being like, okay, how much on burns this week? Yes. Are we going to burn? <laughs> but really you do. Uh, it's fun. And then, you know what? You, you only can win once. So it was great. And I'm going to win again. So you best be following me on Edan Rilchi on Twitter. And we're going to go again. House bet Wednesday noon. Let's do it. But thank you again for watching, liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing, following along. We appreciate you guys. Let's get this music done and get the hell out of here because it's over an hour. Peace. <laughs>